How are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Paint Your Life Now. Hey, this is going to be the last episode you guys have with me before Willie returns. He will be here in seven hours. He left yesterday. It, it takes Willie legitimately 24, 26, 27 hours to get here. It, it actually really <laughs> kind of sucked for him. But hey, we're going to be back to the daily videos when he comes. It, may, it, it actually helps me out a ton. I'm trying to build a business on the side, which is why you guys haven't seen me every single day. It has been absolutely kicking my teeth. And I've done really well with Guggen. I built that thing up. We built this channel. We built last channel. But for some reason, this other business I've been trying to attempt to build has been, it, it's costing me a ton of my time, way more time than I ever thought, and way more money. I'm, sometimes there's been days where I've been so overwhelmed would try to build this thing out. And I'll be driving to go to the warehouse I got. And I get there. And by the time I get there, I think, my God, what am I doing? I just want to sell everything and just move out into the middle of nowhere and just forget about everything. I couldn't tell you guys how many times in the last three weeks or so, three to four weeks, maybe two weeks, I have thought about, you know what, I, I just, I want to be able to do this. God bless, this is tough. This is tough. Oh man, it's, it's been, it has been tough. I, I, I like collecting things and that's what, it, that's what got me into it. Collecting sports cards, that's what it is. It's sports cards and like memorabilia and stuff like that. And we do, but there's a lot of money in it. Um, if you hit right, and it really is, there's a lot of money that can be made in it. It's kind of like the stock market. You're, you're like investing in a certain player and if you're going to do very well. So in a sense, it's kind of addicting and, 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 and there's a lot of risk involved, but you can do really well. It's just, it literally is like the stock market. So if you guys haven't watched it over there, it's a lot of fun. If you guys want to check it out, I'll link in the very top description. We, we've been over there. We do, we do breaks every single day. I got a guy that works for me. I had one just quit. Uh, he, he also told me he had like stomach problems, which we all know wasn't true, but I was just like, okay, cool. And then he called me and quit. I was like, ah, oh, we all thought it was going to happen, but oh, Lordy Lord, what a time, what a day to be alive. Holy Lord above. Anyway, hopefully that all pans out. The DOD has now announced additional aid for Ukraine. Yes. Who would have thought? It's going to actually be more munitions for HIMARS. 155 millimeter and 105 millimeter artillery rounds, tow missiles, javelins, and AT4s, later Gadaraki munitions, demolition munitions, more armored vehicles. Um, they're more, I think they're more like medical vehicles than anything. Trucks and trailers for transportation, logistics support equipment, thermal imagery systems. What else will we have on this list? More spare parts and field equipment. Just, just, just like, I don't know, a few hundred more million dollars worth of stuff. It's no big deal. Now, we, all, we all knew it's going to be replaced. It's beans and bullets. Nothing... I mean, all that kind of stuff gets destroyed. It's like, uh, and it's not, not too shocking. But currently, the talk is going to be the F-16s. Joe Biden has now reportedly informed every single G7 leader that Washington will support a joint effort to train Ukrainian pilots on F-16s and other fourth-generation aircraft. And you guys have probably known this now. Ukrainian pilots are going to be trained on American-made F-16 jet fighter jets. Whoa. There are F-16s in other countries. Pretty much all of our allies have F-16s for the most part. Now, they don't have the same imagery as ours. That's the other thing. I mean, not imagery, excuse me. Um, radar as ours. They don't have that, that kind of stuff. Like Ours is going to be the bestest. We're going to be selling them the not-so-bestest. That's just, that's just us. They're going to uh, allow... We sold F-16s to other countries. Now, those countries cannot hand off those, those planes without giving approval from America. Now, we're going to give them approval now to hand them off. Now, I think this shift has a lot to do with the fact what is going on inside of Bakhmut currently. Okay. And more or less, it's just a, a piece to put out there in hopes to change the narrative, which is, which is being pushed. I, I say a narrative, but it is the idea that Ukraine is not losing the war currently. Right now, I really wouldn't call it an idea that they're losing, but they aren't really winning. So if you're not winning, you're not losing, what are you doing? 
It's a very weird spot because, of course, the world, for the most part, would like to say, yes, the Ukrainians are winning the war inside of Ukraine currently because they're holding the Russians off. But the truth is, how, how, do, you, how do you even say that? Like, I, they, they, have, they have held them off, okay? But what I mean is, if you're not winning, then how are you not losing? Because if you're not losing, then shouldn't you be winning? There really aren't of anything as of right now. And that's why the Biden administration needs to do this. They need to continue to show Russia... Yes, they need to show Russia that no matter what will happen, they will continue to support them and add weaponry to Ukrainians for as long as it takes. I know this is going to piss a lot of people off me saying this. The Ukrainians are currently not winning the war. They aren't. They're not losing the war. So I don't like if you guys could tell me down in the comments what is currently happening. Is it just going to be a war of attrition? Yes, at some point. But guess who has more men? Who has more men? If that comes down to that, then hope it doesn't come down to that. Because I was actually reading some numbers before I walked in here. Um, somebody actually did, it is kind of ironic and I'm, I'm here, let me actually read them. Let's hopefully I can pull them. Oh, here, right, right at the very top. Okay. Now this is coming from this gentleman named war translator. I get a lot of stuff from him when it comes to like, uh, cause I, I can't read, I can't, I don't know what they're saying. So he translates everything. So the Russians claimed that taking Bakhmut, okay, they had it. Now it apparently it killed 0.077% of their total population to conquer 0.00024% of its territory. So in other words, if the current losses rate sustains, Russia will need around 1 billion people killed to capture the rest of Ukraine. And then, of course, people go on there. I love going to the comment section of these things. So they're like, Russia did not lose 100 men. Okay, maybe 100 men didn't get killed in Bakhmut, but casualty rates is completely different than people dying. Okay. Now, think about what this, is, what this has happened over the last year. Think about what has happened over the last year. And think about what America has said they would not give to Ukraine, but decided to do so. High Mars, Abrams, Patriot Systems, and now we're moving into F-16s. Have you guys seen the escalation here? Has it not escalated significantly? At the very beginning, if they would have just given all this stuff at the very beginning of the war, no, I don't know if it would have changed a lot of things. Um, I think the, the Ukrainians have done a phenomenal job of what they've been able to accomplish. A lot of people thought this thing was a three-day war, ten-day war, three-week war. We're now a year and a half into it, and it's pretty much stalled out. So an internal U.S. Air Force assessment, by the way, is actually being concluded in what actually they're stating that it would only take four months to train Ukrainian pilots to operate these fighters, the F-16s. This is a bit off topic, by the way, just from the F-16 push. Uh, I, I did find out while doing some research. I don't know why this was in the same little bit, but um, apparently there's, there's been Western companies that have been uh, trading with the Russian companies through this free trade zone. I don't it's it's like basically a middleman. Now, who would have thought that this would have happened? If money's involved, a human will figure out how to get a legal way around it, or I guess illegal. I don't know how that's illegal, but you know what I mean. This was mostly happening, apparently, in the diamond industry, which, oddly enough, I think the Jewish community here in America pretty much controls the diamond industry, for the most part, from what I know. I don't know very much about it, but that's so weird, because at the very end of this, this episode, I remember I'm going to be talking, I have a piece I'm, I'm talking about where... Going after the... That's so weird. God bless everything. So weird. This whole thing is going on. Now, this has happened because the Russians were actually squeezed out of every single way of generating revenue due to sanctions. So they honed in on diamonds, which generated more than $4.5 billion in 2021, making it their largest top non-energy export by value. Yes, the most random piece I could have inserted... Or inserted... Or inserted... God bless. I can't find my words today during a piece talking about F-16s, but that did generate quite a bit of money. Now, back to the FC, XF-16 talk for a minute. So, if y'all didn't know, these things are 49 years old. 
49 years old. They've been in service for about 40 years. They have a, or they are capable of air to air and air to ground combat. But the big thing here is known is, is their, their jamming ability on their radars is, is very good. Now, once again, this just proves how weak the Russian military really is. And I'm talking about if they're, they're like worried about a 50 year old piece of equipment to combat their modern day fighters. Now, how big will the F-16 like be in making a difference in this war? On the offensive side, it will provide and can provide precision close air support to ground troops. And it'll be very, very important as Ukrainians push forward to more offensive later on this year and into next year. Yes, I am talking about later this year, later this year, like I'm talking six months, seven months, eight months from now, almost, gosh, almost into next winter. Like all this F-16 talk is really coming from what is happening in Bakhmut, which we will speak on here in just a second. Now, I did run across an interceptor call, which I would like to share with you guys, and it is fairly uh, disturbing. Now, this call had taken place just a few months ago. Uh, it's just now being put out here. It probably doesn't shock many of you guys and gals out there, this kind of person... Uh, that would do these type of things is saying this. And it's kind of crazy. And the reason I want to share is really just the reaction of when he said this and how the grandma reacted. Didn't have any issues with it at all. She was like, okay, you know, that's fine. Go ahead and get after it. Go ahead and get after it. Mow them all down. Kill everybody. What are you talking about, grandma? Don't say that. Now, I'm telling you guys, I, I bought my buddy a gift for his wedding. And it's not a normal wedding gift. When your buddy has just about everything you would, you would ever need, what are you going to give him? So I actually got him, I, I painted, I, I had someone paint him a portrait um, of him with his llama. Yes, the occasion was a, a wedding gift, him and his llama. I use a photo of, that was taken off Instagram. I, <laughs> the order process was super easy for this, by the way. It was a great gift. It was funny. It came out professionally. It was really, really big. I ordered the biggest canvas I could possibly get. I had it put into a frame, but they did all the framing for me as well. But if you guys are looking for a great Father's Day gift, uh, with Paint Your Life, a hand-painted portrait is easy to create, fits almost any budget, and is a great gift for anybody you guys love or if any of your buddies are out there or just a fun... You can even make it a fun gag gift if you like. I, I That's what I did. It was hilarious. Uh, I did this actually a few years ago before I even knew what Paint Your Life was. or I, I just I just want, I, I saw an ad for them, and I was like, I'm going to give them a shot. And now they came on, and they're sponsoring us over here on this podcast. So I thought it was easy. So Paint Your Life transforms your photos into one-of-a-kind, beautiful hand-painted portraits by professional artists. You guys get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable picture. I, I, I'm telling you guys. It's 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 going to be an unforgettable Father's Day gift. Upload your photos and create anything you guys would like to imagine. Put yourself in a location you've always wanted to go or add lost loved ones to a special occasion. Create that portrait of your dreams. There's tons of options. Your choice of artist, art, uh, if you guys want to use oil, acrylic, watercolor, charcoal, and more. It's just a great selection and quality of frames. It's amazing. You guys can literally do everything. They do everything for you. I, I did this years ago, and it's kind of crazy they're here now on this channel. Like I said, I had a. I wish I could actually pull the photo up, but it was him standing with his arm around his llama in a nice golden frame around. It was, it was really good. It was really. It was a good gift. Like it showed up to his house. He sent me a photo. He said, "Only <laughs> Texas. What in the world did you get me?" Now it sits inside of his office because it's great. You guys can communicate directly with your artist to ensure the portrait is painted just like you like it. And it really is great. So you get a hand-painted portrait in little as two weeks. The perfect perfect birthday anniversary or Father's Day 
gift. You guys can give the most meaningful gift you've ever given at paintyourlife.com and there's no risk involved at all. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. You guys get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, all you guys have to do is text the word Rob. Yes, text the word Rob to 87204. That's Rob, R-O-B, to 87204. Text Rob to 87204. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Or make them a gag gift. It's it's hilarious. It's 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 a lot of fun, guys. Now the Russians are claiming to have taken the city of Bakhmut. And from what I can see, this isn't true. Okay, others have been posting videos of proof of this, and I've seen it, and I've, I've watched, unfortunately, I've had to watch a ton of videos. I, I know. I don't really, I, I'm getting to the point of, of my career here on YouTube, making these podcasts where I'm sick and tired of watching a certain gentleman, which we get to see here in a little bit, on here. I, I it, it, He drives me nuts. And, and right now, since there's not like a lot going on on the ground, there's not like a lot of back and forth. It's just the same old talk over and over about killing everybody, nuke, and it's just the same thing over and over again. Now, I do know one thing. The Russians, I've been calling for more and more and more men to mobilizing, or to mobilize, excuse me, and they've been claiming they need up to 4 million more men to complete the task inside of Ukraine. У нас ситуация такая, из своего опыта, во всяком случае, что я вижу там, на передовой, я вам скажу, что города берет не кто-то, города берет пехота. Это известная фраза и понятная. Now, I think the new fear is the wave is starting, or this is actually starting to set in, is... is is the fact the Wagner Group is going to be pulling out of Bakhmut in four days from now. Now, the Wagner has actually announced, the Wagner Group that is, has announced by the 25th of May, they will begin to withdraw their forces from the eastern side of Ukraine in order to, to help them and deploy to other hotspots, is the way they put it, across the world, including Sudan and Syria. The previous positions inside of Ukraine, specifically across Bakhmut Front, will actually be replaced by soldiers and equipment from the Russian ground forces. Now, we know how bad the Russians have been in holding ground and or taking ground, and how good the Wagner group has been. Okay, that's very true. 25th of Мы провоевали 427 дней с 19 марта прошлого года, тогда, когда Родине стала нужна наша помощь. Now, he put this video out yesterday, and I can assure you guys the entire city has not been taken as of yet. I've seen recent videos, and I'm going to be watching them. I'm going to believe I'm going to share one with you guys as well. Um, I, I think... He is pausing or he's pulling back. For one, we got to remember, he is a businessman. Businessman, money over everything. That's all he cares about. If he's not being paid inside of Ukraine, there's no need to be there. If he can go to Syria, Sudan, any other hotspot, I mean, you can name quite a few inside the world. He can get paid more for security and or taking stuff there. Why wouldn't he want to do it? I believe he didn't see any real advantage to move forward and to risk more of his men's life to gain a little bit of ground. Because remember, these men that he has... Not only are they human beings, which I don't really know if he cares that much about them being human beings themselves, but they are monetary value, every single one of them. Without men, he cannot complete the task at hand in other countries, so he needs them. I also believe there's a chance he could be a master psyops man. I, I don't know. Like, where... I don't know. He stated a bunch of stuff over, the, over to the world. The issues he's been having with the Russian government and them not giving him the needed supplies, which may have made it toward the Ukrainians, saw this as a weakness, sent more men into than the Bakhmut. Instead of planning to hold it, they were trying to take some of the area back, when in reality, the Wagner group possibly may have been a bit stronger, not as weaker, and they wanted to draw more Ukrainians into this area 
to inflict as much damage to their battalions as they possibly could, making it almost impossible for any real counteroffensive by the Ukrainians. Yes, I know that sounds far-fetched. May not be true, but that's one of the takes. May not be true, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. You know, we want to we want to we want to go to both sides of the aisle. Especially we got Willie coming. You guys all know he's a Russian sympathizer, right? My guy Willie is going to sit right across me. Everybody says he is. He's not. But you guys know what I mean. We got to look at it from the other side. Maybe Prigozhin is such a good psyop stock guy that he actually tricked. I want to say I know tricked is a, is a bad word, but that made them think that they were that weak. So they sent more men, and they weren't that weak. Clearly, they weren't that weak, right? That's one take. Like I said, not true. The other way to look at it is if the Wagner isn't moving actually out of there and they're just shifting to a different front or even to different flanking area and just going to hang air until Ukrainians try to push. It is very clear, though, the Wagner group is a bit more powerful than the Ukrainians as a whole inside of Bakma because if that wasn't the case, they would have held the city. Or, hey, let's look at it from a different way as well. What if the Ukrainians chewed them up so significantly like Biden had announced at the G7 summit that the Russians sustained around 100,000 casualties? Bakhmut. Bakhmut is a, a discussion about whether or not it's been lost or whatever. And well, the truth of the matter is the Russians have suffered over 100,000 casualties in Bakhmut. It's hard to make up. It's hard to make up. So, yes, I do believe the Russians have sustained about 100,000 casualties inside the city itself because they were advancing on a heavily fortified position. But no one ever really asked the same questions to the Ukrainians. How many were lost in the same time frame defending a city from a brutal barrage of artillery? Because it was really crazy. I'm going to share with you guys a, a, a video on the ground, which just came out from yesterday. It was filmed yesterday that proved that they were still there. And I personally have been in two different wars. One was more like the Wild West, and the other one, one was boring, like hot. And the other one was, was, it, it, was, uh, it, was, it, was, a wild, it was, it was pretty wild. I'm not going to lie. But I've never experienced anything like the endless barrage of artillery like these men have. Like, look at the surrounding buildings in this video. Look at the destruction that's taken place. Notice how no one even ever removes during incoming. That's, and then you can hear the endless fire in the background.
Now I decided to play the entire thing through just because it shows you how crazy, like the amount of damage has been done inside of this area. The Russians do not care. They come in and, and just take a city. They don't, they, they don't just do that. They destroy it. They leave it in ruins. It's actually very, very sad. And I don't know. I guess you can look at it from both, both ways here. The Wagner group came in. As you could tell, the Russians' artillery is just endless. They destroy these entire cities. They did the same thing down in Syria as well. And I, I'm going to tell you guys, that's, that's just what they like to, I don't know, that's just all they know. That's just know how they, it's just, that's just them. That's just how they, how they do things. It's, to me, it's, I don't know, it is really, I don't know, it is pretty crazy. And, and now do I, do I believe that they are going to pull out of Bakhmut? I do. I personally do. Now, the thing is, is when they pull out, and if, when, if they do pull out, the Russians move in there. The Russians have been pretty terrible fighting against the Ukrainians all along the other side of the country, everywhere. This is why I do believe we might be seeing a little bit of psyops happening here because if they move in more men and they try to take back this area or flank like they've been trying to flank and it still has not been productive, I don't know. Biden did say that F-16s wouldn't have done anything for Bakhmut. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't think it really matters. All I know is they announced they were giving them F-16s when they lost Bakhmut. Did they not? They could have announced, but I do believe that this thing's been an approval process for months, and this was just a time to say, okay, we got to flip the switch and go. There is a chance also that we have been training Ukrainians here inside of America for this to happen. I mean, I, I, I don't know. We could be. Or we're probably not training them here. We're probably training them in another country. Or another country training. You guys know what I mean, but I don't know. Now, the, one of the last chunks I'm going to talk about here is going to be our from our daily crazy man over there who is always attempting to stir the pot. This guy is crazy, insane. I could not imagine eating a meal with this guy. This would be, would be weird. I just think, that Zelensky is not distant, it's obvious. Kissinger но сейчас нельзя не похвалить Зеленского, это сразу самоубийство. Для меня Зеленский мелкий, подлый, гадкий штымп. Now I'm not going to say that Zelensky is some hero, but he isn't doing a terrible job with what has been handed to him. Taking on a much larger country during a time of war when everyone thought the war was only going to last a few days. Somehow his leadership skills are actually halfway decent because he's given enough people inside of that country hope that this thing is is going to sustain and they're going to win for well over a year now. Now, this guy does think he is the last Coke inside of the desert. My wife always says that. When someone thinks they're better than what they really are, they're the last Coke in the desert. And he pretends like he is all the time, like he's some big hero. This guy's never even served, never done anything. All he does is yap his jaw about how he's going to send nukes to destroy the planet. That's all he does. He is unpleasant. Герои не умирают, они уходят в бессмертие. А вот вы ничтожество. Вы превращаетесь в тлен. И вас проклянут. И план твой дурацкий, смехотворный, который цитирует придурки, выбравшие... Now I guess it is a little bit irritating for me to have to listen to this guy on the daily. It is. I don't like it. Because it's always just the same nonsense he is spewing. And it's sent to everybody over inside of Russia. We have witnessed so much brainwashing over the last year for these people, and I still have not figured out how they claim he is a part of this new Nazi nation while being a Jew. It does not make any sense whatsoever. It's the most confusing statement I think I've ever heard in my entire life. It really makes no sense. Like, when you lay it out there and you say it, you are a part of the new Nazi regime, and the leader is a Jew. What? 
Кстати, это интересно, вот эта мирная конференция по плану Зеленского, она мне чем-то напоминает конференцию в Евгении до Второй мировой войны, которую мирную проводили, о том, что делать с евреями Германии. Такая же, наверное, да? После чего, де-факто, были открыты двери для Холокоста. So what he is speaking about here is the, is the fact that Zelensky is going to be holding a peace summit. I think it's either in June or July. Please, do, I don't know which, which, it might be June or July. I remember it's in the summer and it starts with a J. Ooh, two months there. Um, it doesn't really matter. It's going to happen. Uh, no peace deal is probably going to come of it, which we know it's not going to amount to anything really. Uh, he's, if, <laughs> the thing is, if, if he's still being supplied large munitions, he has no reason to make peace unless he's seeing the numbers of his men available drop drastically to lowest numbers or low numbers where you don't even think an offensive is possible. That's when I think peace might be an option. Or if the Americans say, I don't know, the Biden administration cannot win the election, peace is probably the option. Because we know if Biden loses, Republicans put an option or, op, or excuse me, office, 100% this stuff's getting cut off. Because right now we have, it's either going to be Trump or DeSantis is what it looks like. And I don't think either one of them is really for the war inside of Ukraine. So if that's the case, cut off, done. Учили ненавидеть русскую культуру. И до последнего украинца хотят ее поддерживать. А так не будет. Я напомню слова ненавистного им, товарищу Сталина, Гитлеры приходят и уходят, а немецкий народ остается. Now I'm not really sure why America would want to destroy Ukraine and write off. That makes absolutely no sense. You can easily explain that one just a little bit for everybody myself. Now the Stalin comment makes no fact. Why? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Why? Why? Why would we always want to? Why does he always want to turn back time and go back to this crazy era? Why would he want to do this? If you guys have not read up on Stalin, which I'm sure a lot of you guys have, just some of the stuff he did will blow your mind. Like back in the 20s, he put a plan in action for the government to take over the farms because he was trying to build this big industrial complex. He really wanted them to take over the world and pretty much what was happening back then in America. He wanted this thing for for the... It's just... It's really kind of crazy. So the farmers, they didn't really go along with this, okay? They're not going to. That makes sense, right? We're going to take over all the farms. The government's going to... Millions of farmers were either shot and or put in exile for this. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of the stuff he did. This is just one random example. He also created the gulags, which are by far one of the most fantastic things ever created to mankind. Gulags are phenomenal. They're so good, they're actually... They're great. They're great. We should bring them back here in America. Actually, we never had them. We should bring them here in America. But I hope you guys enjoyed the video. You guys will see Willie here in the next one. I do love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I do love you guys. I'm out.